Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Lowry searching. Looking, looking. Brian Strews back to Lowry. There it is. Three pointers. Won't go. Rebound. Cole will John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Trigger Tuesday is today, so we're going to talk about things that bother us in the world of sports. We want to hear from you, of course. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Wrecker Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, going to have a fun-filled show because Trent Daniel, former Razorback baseball player, is going to be joining us for the final time this year. Wasn't able to join us last week, but uh, would love to have him in studio at around 2 o'clock. So he'll be hanging out with us, thanks to Lyft Truck Service. And then, in the 3 o'clock hour, Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast will join us as we turn the page towards uh, some football news. And he did a... Really nice little job of previewing and breaking down what he thinks about the Razorbacks this upcoming season and might surprise you with some of the things that he has to say. So he'll join us in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll have uh, another pair of Nickelback tickets to give away, and we'll give you details on that. So uh, I know people were excited about those yesterday. We'll have a few to give away throughout this week. We'll uh, get into what's trending in the world of sports. We'll have, of course, the 3. Now we're going to have all the segments and all the fun here, too. And, of course, uh... A lot of things to talk about that all transpired yesterday in the world of sports, especially as you heard in the open there. The NBA Finals officially come to the end as Denver Nuggets win their first NBA title and taking care of business against the Miami Heat by a final score of 94-89. to And they win the series 4-1, and it was a celebration like no other there in Denver. All the stars were out, too, and uh, had, a, had a lot of great performances. But I will admit, Joe... Uh, yesterday, I was thinking that the Heat were going to win, and when we went t- checked out Bet Saracen, I saw that the Heat were nine point underdogs. I was like, okay, well, I feel the Heat, and I was looking pretty good. I was feeling pretty confident in the beginning, and then Denver came back and won. But I got the best of both worlds because I wanted Denver to win, but I still got the money because they only, of course, ended up winning by five points. But uh, certainly a, a tale of two halves where it looked like Miami was really in control and Denver couldn't get anything going, but. And the second half, it turned around, and even though Jimmy Butler and the Heat made it interesting at the end, Denver's the ultimate victor as they are now NBA champions. The Heat always do. They make it interesting, and uh, it was another case of it. It wasn't the best played game, but it was competitive, and that's what you want to see. You want to see a nice competitive game. The Heat had a chance at the end. It was just that they fell short. They had a few turnovers. And uh, Nuggets go on to win the championship, and they can celebrate now. Oh, yeah, and they were celebrating. And uh, people taking to the streets, and, of course, uh, some of the, the funniest things from yesterday, too, was not only uh, seeing the reactions for some players, but uh, specifically uh, uh, <laughs> the Joker, Jokic, where uh, after the game, I mean, just uh, about as pumped up as any player has ever been when it comes to winning a championship. Yeah, now you are an NBA champion, Nicola. How does that feel? It's good. It's good. 
But the job is done. We can go home now. That's all he wanted to do. The job is done. We wanted to go home. And, I mean, it's pretty on course and on par for the, the type of mentality and type of player that he is. But uh, very consistent there. Of uh, He was celebrating. He was having a good time, but in his own way. You know, he, he had it. He celebrated with his teammates. And uh, now that the job is done, as he mentioned, we can go home now. It's over with. They are NBA champions. And uh, I know that uh, with his performance, I guess, was historic in the NBA Finals and the numbers he puts up. Uh, that's something that is nothing to him because all he cared about was winning that championship. Yeah, first player in NBA history to lead the postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. He and Jamal Murray, first teammates to have 25-5-5 to average that through the postseason. And he was just really gracious where he's not running around the court. He's not, you know, jumping around or anything. He went to the Miami Heat players and talked to them and had moments with them and Nikola Jovic who's from Serbia is on the heat and uh, he had a moment with him so he wasn't just you know making anybody feel bad as far as the heat and you know they 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 are gonna see that moment and see the confetti coming down and and see the team celebrating but he didn't go over the top with it he waited until they were gone and even when they were on the stage at the end, he didn't just go over the top with it. He he cherished the moment, and, you know, it was just like another game. Yeah, and I, and I love that about him, which I know we talk about, which we'll have a discussion later as far as Trigger Tuesday. You know, celebrations and, you know, what is the difference between celebrating and then taunting, and then some people don't like the over-the-top celebrations. Some people are fine with the over-the-top celebrations and, and everything. And if somebody is talking trash to somebody else, oh, you just got to stop them, you got to shut them up if you want to have them to stop doing that. You know, all those things have become a constant debate. But it's like with, with what Jokic was able to do and having the games that he did, and you just mentioned it like the first player ever in NBA Finals history to lead in all three major categories – uh, and on top of that, being pretty dominant where they win the series, win the NBA Finals 4-1, to one, being at home with the confetti coming down, uh, to be in that moment, I, I mean, I can't, it's just sometimes you're just your personality and who you are, but to be in that moment and to handle it the way that he did was to me more impressive than anything I've ever seen. Whether you think it's right or wrong, I don't care, but it's just knowing like me and what I would be like in that moment if I had that type of performance and I just won a championship and I had the home energy there and, and knowing when it was the first one and all of that, it would be really tough for me to just be that focused in on handling it that way. But the fact that he did it that way, to me, just again shows uh, not only his great sportsmanship, which I think is important, but also his respect for everybody and respect for the game and respect for the other players and respect for the Miami Heat themselves, too. A lot of times you see players get emotional. You saw last year Steph Curry did, and then yeah. this year with Aaron Gordon and uh, Jamal Murray. Both of them were really emotional after the game, and especially with Jamal Murray, everything he's been through. And he was that piece to this team that's been missing the past couple of postseasons where they, in the bubble, they made it to the last four teams, and they had a lot of success. And, and uh, since then, he's kind of dealt with injury, been out for the postseason, but he comes back healthy this year, and they had a, a really healthy team altogether. And you just saw just how good they were with all their pieces intact. Oh, yeah, and he was uh, someone who struggled with early foul trouble, too. Got two early fouls, had to come out for the game for a little bit. But, you know, still finished with a mere 28 points, 16 rebounds, four assists. Uh, shooting 12 of 16 from the field and playing 42 minutes. So even when they got in early foul trouble, he was still able to have a very efficient uh, and very great game for them too. But uh, yeah, but it's you know, and that's the thing is like I don't like the Heat. I, I don't because you know just the history and the Celtics is just I never really cared for the Heat. But I do like Jimmy Butler. I really like Jimmy Butler and seeing how many times this year he took over games and he took over series and and just being the type of player that he is. It's like, I wish he wasn't on the Heat. You know, I wish he was somewhere else. But uh, at that end, man, he, he just doesn't give up. The Heat in general don't give up the team. I know it's more than him. But when he's on your team, though, you always feel like no matter what's going on in the game, no matter what the circumstances is, you could be six minutes left in the fourth quarter, you're down by 12. As long as you've got somebody like Jimmy Butler, uh, you're never fully out of the game. And even though he shot 5 of 18 last night, he still made some pretty big plays. Didn't agree with the foul call that he got on that three-point shot. But... Still, it, it's, it just shows the elite player that he is and uh, Even in and that moment, done. and he did it in another playoff game earlier um, where he gets fouled at the end and he goes to make all three free throws. That, 
that's something that in that moment, of course, you know, you're paid, you're a top-level NBA player, but sometimes that pressure moment, you don't go to the line and make all your free throws. And we're not talking about the normal situation and just shooting two, shooting three, you know, adding one more. And he's done that a couple of times where in those high-pressure moments, Goes to the line, knocks down all three free throws when they really need them. Yeah, you're talking about all three free throws on the road in that hostile environment in the NBA Finals while your team's facing elimination. I mean, you're talking about the pressure situation. It doesn't get much higher than that. Unfortunately for them, though, uh, the free th- the three free throws that he did make uh, still wasn't enough to overcome it and get the victory. But, uh, yeah, you just got to tip your hat to, to both these teams. But uh, even a guy like Jimmy Butler and... I know Caleb Martin had some really good games in, in the in the playoffs too, and uh, a few other guys. Bam out of bio. I, I, the way he was starting the game, I thought I was like, oh man, this could be one of those types of games where he's just on fire and, and killing it. And uh, you know, he ended up with 20 points and 12 rebounds, so still a really good game. But they have a lot of good pieces and a lot of good talent, and there was a reason why that they were in the NBA Finals. But uh, tip of the hat not only to those players, but the fact that you know they weren't a number one seed or two seed or three or four or five six. You know, just go down the line. They had a great run, and uh, you got to give them a lot of respect for that and what they were able to accomplish this year. Bam is really good. A lot of times he leaves shots on the front of the rim, so maybe that's something he'll look to improve upon whenever he has those close-range shots and just going through the form and actually making the shots as opposed to leaving them short. He does that quite a bit. But some other accomplishments for the Nuggets, Stan Kroenke, he had the Rams that won the Super Bowl last year in 22 you come back with the Nuggets to win in 23. And Christian Brown, who was a member of the Kansas Jayhawks, won a national title last year. He's a rookie this year on the Nuggets. They win an NBA championship. That's pretty cool, you know, when you put it that way. Not many players can say that they've won national championship in college basketball and an NBA title. And this dude did in two years. <laughs> like did both of them. So that's a, that's a pretty cool thing. I saw some also some tweets last night, and I assume they're right because, of course, they're on Twitter. I guess like DeAndre Jordan technically gets a ring because wasn't he with the Nuggets and is, is that yeah, he's he's on the bench he's he on the play. bench yeah okay <laughs> that's maybe that's what it was he was on the bench because I'm like I'm pretty sure he's still on the team but somebody said even though he wasn't playing uh, but yeah okay so yeah he he gets a ring you so think, the, think about all that the too. Nuggets they're they're one of the few NBA teams that they really don't go deep into their rotation at all they play seven or eight players in most games and so you see players like DeAndre Jordan. Reggie Jackson, Ish Smith, guys that have been big parts of teams before and, and played quality minutes, they don't even touch the floor for the Nuggets. Yeah, well, because uh, uh, Jeff Green, too, is, is another guy that's uh, been around for a long time. and He plays uh, a bit, though. Yeah, he does. He does. But it just, again, showing you, like, some of these guys, like DeAndre Jordan, you know, using him for an example. I know he may not have been a, a major contributor, but think about some of the great teams that he was on in his history but never got to – get an NBA title, or in some cases not even sniff an NBA title. Uh, he got his now. He got his ring, which I'm sure means a lot to him and a lot to the team and a lot to the city of Denver. I always like it when new teams win. You know, if I don't have a dog in the fight, it's in Denver. Yeah, they've never never won a title before. It's cool to see. And between them and the Broncos, I guess it's now you got to look at the Rockies and be like, all right, guys, step up. <laughs> you, need, you need to get you an NBA World or MLB World Series. Russell Wilson was there to celebrate it last night. Yeah, him, Peyton Manning. I saw he, he was, of course, in the stands, too. Uh, there's somebody else. Some other, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of celebrities. But somebody else of note that I saw that I thought was kind of funny. But anyways, yeah, if you're a who's who in Denver, you got to be there for that game. You gotta oh, be absolutely. got to be there for that. But, hey, we're just getting started here on a Trigger Tuesday. Call or text in, folks. 501-661-1037 is that number. We'll take a break and come back with more Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Listen every Wednesday when R.J. Hawk joins his old buddies on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Natural State Wholesale Flooring. See everything that Natural State Wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com. This is SportsCenter. The Denver Nuggets won their first NBA title last night, beating the Miami Heat 94-89 in a game where offense was hard to come by. Nikola Jokic had 28 points, 16 rebounds, and 4 assists on 12-16 from the field. He was named Finals MVP. He averaged 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 7 assists on 58% from the field and 42% from 3 in the Finals. He also became the first player in NBA history to lead the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. At the age of 28, he's a two-time MVP, a five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA first team, two-time All-NBA 
NBA second team, an NBA champion, and an NBA Finals MVP. Next up for the NBA is the draft, which is a week from Thursday. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Get Dad something he actually wants for Father's Day with a Brewskies gift card. It's the perfect gift for the guy who's got everything. The spending amount is customizable, and they don't expire so Dad can use it anytime. Save it for the next big game, use it out for lunch downtown, or maybe drinks before a concert. Just stop by Brewskies and tell your bartender or server that you're getting Dad the best Father's Day gift ever. And they'll set you up with a Brewskies gift card. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Russellville, Arkansas, a growing area conveniently located at the crossroads of I-40 and Scenic Highway 7, offering 14 parks, soccer, softball, and baseball complexes with pavilions and modern facilities for public enjoyment. From fishing and hunting to kayaking and canoeing, you'll find more than enough to see and do in the Arkansas River Valley. With four state parks, Lake Darnell, Mount Nebo, Mount Magazine, and Petty Jean, each offer a beauty all of their own. So plan a day trip or an overnight visit and experience the great community spirit of Russellville. It's Justin Acre for CertiPro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at CertiPro and tell them I've got a new project for them. CertiPro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at CertiPro. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dog Tour right here in Sherwood. You know what? You hear a lot of car dealer ads every day. I try to listen to all of them. They all talk about special deals and low prices and low interest. But you know what? When you get to the car lot, how do you know what's on sale? Do you walk around the lot and try to figure it out? Or do you ask the salesperson? He says, I got to go see the manager to talk to. And then you're going to be stuck there all day trying to figure out what the right price is. When you come to Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood, you're going to see our prices displayed on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see. Folks, there is no negotiating or haggling. Everyone gets my best deal. Look for the green tags. We'll give you the most for your trade-in. We need your trade-in. Shop Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood and let us show you a better way to buy. You'll get the best deal and I promise a hassle-free buying experience. Come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Or shop us online at FletcherDeals.com. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months. And River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bull eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have me old cold beer. <laughs> And that's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do so. you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank B-Y-O-B, you, B-Y-O-B, baby. Go on. on 103.7 The Buzz. And if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. I need to go home. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Next week or two look like for you now? You got a parade coming up here on Thursday. Yes. How soon till you're back in Sanford? I need more? to. On Sundays, I have my horse racing in my horse, horse racing. racing. Horse racing. <laughs> I was going to get to that. The horse we'll racing. Get to that. Maybe. I don't know how we're going to arrive. Thursday parade. Friday maybe. Would you make it? I don't know. Maybe maybe you can have enough time to squeeze it in. I'm gonna ask Josh to give me a give me a give me a plane. Oh, I think I think you I think he'll he'll definitely let you get the team plane. I think you deserve that. You deserve a little more than that. I did it on TV. I'm gonna finish by. uh, by I put him under the pressure. Yes, I did. did. Nicole, I I don't feel bad at all. Now, as Jokic, after winning the NBA title, you know, some people say uh, it's time to go home, as in, like, maybe metaphorically. No, you know, he was, like, actually wanting to go home. He was wanting to go back to Serbia. He had stuff he had to do. And it was uh, funny watching the video of him finding out that the parade wasn't until Thursday. It's like, no, uh, I got to go home. I want to go home. Uh, which, you know, he's going to go to the parade and celebrate and all that. But I just laughed about it because, again, when you first hear, oh, I'm just ready to go, it means we can go home. Not metaphorically, no. He actually wants to go home to Serbia, and he's trying to get home as quickly as he's possible. He's trying to see the rest of the family, but it was cool to see his brothers, his oh, yeah. sister-in-laws, his wife, his daughter. They all were really happy, and he was able to celebrate that moment with them. But, yeah, his brothers, man, that's they're, they're some one-of-a-kind type guys. And they took Mike Malone, and, and they started throwing him yep. up in the air and uh, – doing you know the whole celebration like that i guess that's was that their thing because they did it at some other series right didn't they lift him up at something or uh, maybe i read something about that they had done that before at some point in time and that was kind of their thing now is just to be lifting up mike malone and yeah posting him up so yeah that was that was a pretty cool and, and fun moment and again i'm just happy for for denver uh because you know whether you have new title teams or you know just uh the quote small market teams and you know, because at least in my lifetime, the only time I can remember the Denver Nuggets being somewhat relevant was when they had like Carmelo Anthony and uh, I guess it was a Kenyon Martin was on that team. Chauncey Billups was on that team. They've had great players in their franchise history. They yeah. just never have been able to get over the hump. Yeah. And so now that they finally put it together and everything, it makes it uh, that much more special. And I'm sure that they don't want to be done yet. Uh, I mean, there's there's no reason to believe that they're going to slow down. Now, are they going to reel off three straight titles? I don't know. Probably not. It's really tough to do. But they certainly got all the makings and all the uh, reasons to build upon this. And, you know, Jokic being as uh, young that he is, they still got plenty of great years in front of them, too. So, uh, we'll it, see. It was good seeing old video of him also. You, you know, people that haven't watched him over the past couple of years and don't really know his game. His game goes back to when he was younger and playing the same way. He's always played that way, and he'll continue to play that way even as he gets older because he's not an above-the-rim player, so it's not as if you're going to take a bunch of athleticism away from him as he gets older. That's what you typically think of. Players getting older, they're not as athletic, and so that's nothing that he's going to suffer from. He'll still be able to play the same type of game. And that's not saying that he's not athletic, right. but just the way he plays the game, he'll be able to continue playing that that way for as long as he wants to play. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't want to make the comparison just yet, but in a way it's kind of like you know a Tom Brady type thing, where Tom Brady's not the most athletic quarterback of all time, but the way he played and also took care of himself gave him longevity. And it's kind of the same thing with... With Jokic is that he'll have a lot of longevity in front of him, and there's no reason to believe that um, if he stays healthy and uh, continues to be on a on a good team with good management and have good players around him, that he can't be a multi NBA champion, uh, just like so many of the other great players there too. Uh, which also it's not surprising too to see that the Nuggets are the uh, 2024 favorites for the NBA title at plus 500. Uh, the Celtics actually at plus 550. The Bucks at plus 600. The Suns at plus 850, and then after that is the Mavericks, Warriors, and Lakers at plus 1,200. So uh, I feel like that's uh, pretty common. Any time, I always love when they, like, you see, like, uh, the way too early lines. Yeah, the way too early lines. It's like the team that just won the championship is the favorite next year. It's like, yeah. Well, sometimes it's where the team that won is not the favorite, and then everybody's up in arms about that. Whenever you see that this is the championship team, and then you know, there are people, certain fans or whatever, they say, oh, we're being disrespected. We're not the favorite going into next year. Well, you just won, and this is a way to get people's interest for the next season to come. I think it was the when the Bucks beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, 
Uh, and for Tom Brady's seventh, I'm pretty sure that that was one of the times where the early came out and it was the Chiefs that were favored, even though they had just lost. So, and, uh, and the reason there there's reasons behind everything, but one reason behind that is because they were never sure that Tom Brady was going to come back and play the following season. And that's true. Well, and I, and I believe that the say if the Heat would have won this, I don't know if the Heat would have been the they like, odds on favorite. Yeah, like they probably would have gone with the Nuggets or the Bucks or somebody like that, but. Yeah, just because you win it doesn't mean you're going to be the the favorite to win it again next year. But it makes sense in this particular case for the Nuggets to be the favorites there, too. So, um, Other things that happened yesterday, and uh, at least the college baseball world, the College World Series is officially set, and did you see the way that Texas lost that game? Oh, yeah, my goodness that was gracious. bad. That is just awful. And if you, if you didn't get to watch it, just listen to the call, and you'll get an idea of what exactly happened. 1-1 to Bowser. Bowser skates this one. Watch the movements. I tell you, the only one that saw it was Daly. He was pointing. Daly saw it, but nobody else saw it. So Dow didn't see it at second. Campbell didn't see it right. Kennedy didn't see it in center. Oh, I don't know of uh, another more heartbreaking way for a season to come to end. I could probably think of one other one that's probably a little bit worse than that one. They're chief as far as ending the season. But uh, tied at six, you're talking about the bottom of the ninth. Runners at first and second. Two outs. Seems like it's a routine fly ball, just a can of corn out there. But due to the lights and due to the guy, then nobody knew where it was. They couldn't see it, and it just dropped. And Stanford walks it off to go to the World Series. Brutal. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. Brutal. But uh, you know, Stanford's playing in front of their home fans, so not only the team they were able to celebrate that moment, but the fans they were able to embrace that. And now their team's going on to the College World Series, so they were happy about it. Yeah. Well, what's funny is just uh, before that. Stanford thought they walked it off on a home run because uh, the the one of the batter that was with two outs cranks one out to left field, and I guess where the logo was at for the College World Series or for the regional or whatever is similar color to the baseball, and he thought he hit it out, and he throws off his helmet, he starts running, th- and then the fa- uh, players run out of the dugout because they all thought it was gone, and he almost got hosed and right there at second. I'm like, now that would have been a pretty awful way to where you felt like you were in a position to possibly win, and then you get your final out because you prematurely thought it was out. But, again, it hit the wall. It's very clearly not a home run and bounces back in. But uh, it was, uh, I'm sure, good to make up for it where it was like, all right, well, that was the uh, the warm-up for our storming the field and dogpiling. But uh, just a few batters later, they uh, they took care of it and won that way too. So pretty wild game and a very, intri- and very intense game. And uh, it was just I've never seen a game – get walked off in that regard. I don't know if we'll see one at least at that level ever again, too. So, man, <laughs> losing it in the lights. Yeah, crazy way to end it, for sure. Crazy way. And then the, on the other side of it, too, Tennessee ends up uh, beating Southern Miss, so they advance to the College World Series, much to the uh, chagrin of, I'm sure, a lot of Razorback fans. But uh, they took care of business yesterday, and uh, they were even in a, I wouldn't call it a delay, but the game got pushed pretty far back into the night where uh, – it was, I think, the start time was at 9 o'clock last night, so you would have had to have some uh, super regional after dark, if you will, if you were staying up and watching that. But Could have watched the NBA Finals and then flipped over to watch that game afterwards. That's probably why they did it on purpose. They said, hey, let's, let's let everybody watch the NBA Finals. You can watch that game, too. But uh, Tennessee takes care of business, and they're going to the World Series. you got three SEC teams now, I guess, between uh, Florida, LSU, and Tennessee all going to College World Series, and I'm sure our CEO Terry Mahan is very, very happy about that one, too. But um, listen, I don't like Tennessee, and I don't really don't like Tennessee baseball. And I didn't like the way that uh, their pitcher Chase Burns like just freaked out after throwing a strikeout, which, you know, is always going to be a debate. But either way, uh, you got to, again, tip your hat to Tennessee athletics. You're talking about they won a, a BCS slash New Year's Six Bowl game this past year in football. Basketball and men's and women's both advanced to the Sweet 16. And baseball and softball both advanced to the College World Series in their own right. And they're the first team to ever have that done since 1998. So, 
They've uh, they've had a pretty big year over there at Tennessee. We'll see if uh, the baseball side of things can maybe be the lone champion of all of them. But they've had a lot of success, and uh, that, that team with Tony Vitello, a team that didn't even host, didn't even have a national seed, didn't even have a regional, uh, they're moving on, and they uh, are, as we say all the time, playing their best baseball at the right time, and that's why they're going to be going to Omaha this weekend, too. Well, they're where they want to be whenever the season starts. They've made it to the College World Series. There's still work to be done, but last year they fell short of getting there, so they've taken another step towards possibly winning that championship. Do you think Razorback fans obviously would rather them win it all, and they may not even care, but between the three SEC teams, you feel like Razorback fans, if they had to root for one, it'd probably be Florida or be okay Florida? Yeah, probably so, because LSU, you know, they're in the West, and then the history with Tony Vitello, yeah. Mm. I don't even want to think about if Tennessee wins a College World Series before Arkansas. Like, I, I don't even want to live in that world. That can be said for every SEC team, though. I know, but Tennessee's so new. Like, they're so new to the baseball thing. Like, Mississippi State and Ole Miss didn't like it at all. But it's like, at least they had a lot of fans, and at least they had, you know, some World Series, especially Mississippi State. Mississippi State had a lot of World Series that they went to. They've had a lot of great players. Ole Miss had one World Series in 2014, and when they won it, it hurt more. But, like, if Tennessee wins it, Jeez, that one's that, that's that's going to be a brutal brutal thing, and uh, unfortunately, people are going to start saying, "Oh, you know, Dave Van Horn." You got now, you know, it's almost like a slight against him, but you know, with these postseasons, just like in every sport, but especially college baseball, you never know, man. You, you never know who catches fire at the right time, and you never know how it's going to play out. But uh, I just, I just, re- anybody but Tennessee. Anybody but Tennessee. Uh, like even LSU. I'd even root up for LSU over Tennessee if it came down to it. But, yeah, just anybody but Tennessee. But Wake Forest is looking good. TCU, of course, we know, uh, has been looking really strong. They've yet to lose in postseason. So, um, Oral Roberts, of course, is the cool story. So, there's a lot of good teams, good storylines there, even if the Razorbacks aren't there, too. Uh, College World Series yeah. has good storylines every year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's I'll, and I'll admit, I'll watch a few of the games. I said I wouldn't, but I got over that pretty quick. I, I'll watch the games. I'll just see, you know, hopefully get some uh, some good endings, like the like the Texas-Stanford game last night. It uh, doesn't get any worse than that, for them at least. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out, too, and, and it should be a good one. And I know we'll talk more about that with Trent Daniel uh, coming up here in uh, just about a half an hour, too. And another really cool story um, – that we already knew, but to see it told, I don't know if uh, anyone had a chance to watch Peyton Hillis on Good Morning America today, where they were, it was kind of the first time he had spoken out about uh, the incident that happened where he was saving uh, his kids' lives and nearly died himself. And it was a, a pretty great uh, retelling of it. And, it. and it's a long seven minute clip, so we won't play all of it. But I did want to play at least a, a few minutes of it because it was one of those things to where. You know, we when, when the story came out, we were following it along, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers were going out to Hillis and and the family and his recovery for him to come back out and to, uh, you know, survive and be okay, and everything was like kind of like a miracle within itself. Well, with the timing of it, just last week there were two men that died the same. They died actually the same way trying to save kids, mm. trying to save their kids, and so now you have the Peyton Hillis story that we heard about. A while back, he was able to survive, but just last week had two men that didn't survive. Yeah, it, it's a scary thing too. And then I'll have the clip. I just uh, have it. I didn't put it on the board, but uh, it was a it was a really course. Anytime that you're going through something like that, and no matter who's involved, and you know your human instinct kicks in. But you know, I, I can't imagine you know going that feeling of if it's when it's your kid, you know, your own child, and. Uh, in this case, it was also his niece and, and just two people he was really close to and two kids he was really close to as well. And uh, like I said, we'll just play the, the first few minutes of it. But uh, let's see if I can uh, get it up there. Here we go. All right, so here's Peyton Hillis on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan actually being the one in interviews. And take a listen. The 37-year-old father of three seen here fighting for his life on the beach as emergency rescue workers attempt to keep him conscious after he charged into the ocean as his 9-year-old son and 8-year-old niece were pulled out in a Pensacola, Florida ocean rip current. Let's go back to January 4th. You're at the beach with your family. Tell us what you remember leading up to what happened. We woke up and... The kids are all going crazy, and I was telling my family, like, I'm going to take the kids down, and I'll let them play at the beach. You know, the night before, it was a bad storm, but, you know, I didn't really 
paid too much attention to it. Mm -hmm. And when I woke up the next morning, it was windy, but it was beautiful. Well, were there any flags? There was no flags, but then again, I don't put that on anybody. Officials telling ABC News in this case, the nearest flag a mile away, saying the absence of a flag doesn't guarantee safety. I hear my mom screaming, and so I looked at her, and she pointed out to my son, and he said, Ori and Camilla drowning. And so I didn't even think. I just reacted and started running to the water. Hillis's niece and son were caught in a dangerous rip current from the shore. He said he could see them waving their hands and screaming. Hillis said he doesn't remember seeing any lifeguards. County officials say they were patrolling the area. Hillis quickly forced to decide who to save first. I think the scariest point to me was when I'm swimming to my son and I have to pass by him because my niece is in more danger. You had to make a decision. Yes, but I knew that I had to pass him up to get to Camille first because, you know, if I didn't, you know, there's no way she would have made it. And so I swam past my son and I got to Camille and she starts freaking out, you know, you know, we're going to die. We're going to die. I go, honey, you're not going to die. You know, that's not going to happen. The gentleman came and gave us a boogie board, and I put Camille and my sister on the boogie board and pushed them away. And I knew that I had to come back for my son. By the time I got to him, he was pretty much limp. He didn't have any more strength in him to swim. And I'm sitting there holding him, and we're in, you know, seven and a half foot of water. And you're thinking, you know, that's not bad. But when you're holding the 130-pound kid, and then the waves come, and about 10, 12 foot tall and you're just sitting there. You know, you can't swim and you're holding him. You're seeing his eyes roll back in the back of his head and you're just thinking, Lord, please, like, I really don't care about my life. I don't. But if we can get him out of here, then that's the only thing I'm going to care about. After fighting for what he says felt like an eternity, Hillis makes it back to shore with his son. Things kind of broke out to where I could walk my son you know, out of the riptide and start walking to the beach. He kind of got some of his energy back and was walking back. And I was about, I don't know, 20 or 30 yards from the beach. And I just passed out. That's when EMTs performed rescue methods on both Peyton and his sister, yards apart from each other on shore. Unconscious and experiencing lung and kidney failure, Hillis was airlifted to Pensacola's Baptist Hospital, where he was placed on a ventilator, spending two weeks in the ICU. When I was under, I remembered I could hear everything perfectly clear, but they didn't know that I could. I don't know, it was like day nine or ten into it, and I overhear them saying, you know, if you don't wake up here soon, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And so, like, I'm freaking out, like, as I'm, you know, as I'm under, but I can't move. And they had the, you know, hose going down my throat. After 10 long days under sedation, Hillis regained consciousness. First thing I remember is my mom and my daughter and my sister standing around me. And, you know, to their credit, I mean, they all act like everything was normal. You know, everything was fine, which calmed me down because I felt like everything was okay. But... I was completely amazed that like, when I woke up, like I couldn't move. I mean, I couldn't move my body. I couldn't get out of bed. It's one of the scariest things, but that, that's, I mean, that's as, as, as heroic of a thing that you can ever hear and what Peyton Hillis did right there. Um, he went on to say that uh, he's like his, head and his lungs will never be the same. He says he'll have some problems, of course, with his head, but he says that over, overall he's very healthy compared to what it could have been. So Just detailing that experience and talking about how he's, sedated but he can hear everything they're saying that's something that had to be really scary for yeah, him. yeah just a scary thing altogether but uh, somebody pointed out uh, he's not a hero he's just a father because that's uh, what fathers do but really a touching story there and glad the Peyton and the Hillis family are are well on their way back to recovery we got more out of bounds coming up next stay with us in sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. 
This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Ladies, get excited. It's another ladies' night at Whit Davis in Sherwood. It's Thursday, June 22nd from 5 to 7. Get your girlfriends together for a fun night out. Enjoy demonstrations and refreshments, win dual prizes, and take home some giveaways. Browse vendors' tables of plants, clothes, soaps, candles, jewelry, and more. Ladies' night at Whit Davis, 9100 Brockington Road in Sherwood. Find Whit Davis Lumber Plus Ladies' Night on Facebook for all the details. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Listen, joint pain is a thief. No two ways about it. That's football legend Emmett Smith, who knows a thing or two about pain. It steals your joy, your time with family, or doing things you love. It can even steal your livelihood. But QC Kinetics can help put a stop to that. Don't hand everything over to pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, a cutting-edge technology that helps relieve pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back using healing properties directly from your own body. It's easy. Get treated in the office and walk right out afterwards. Simple, right? And QC Kinetics' remarkable all-natural treatments deliver long-lasting relief without surgery or long recovery times. Don't let soreness or achiness rob you of doing the things you love. Tell that pain, not today, not ever. You've got QC Kinetics on your side. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Hey, this is Trey Johnson with H.J. Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. You know if there's an accessory for your truck, we carry it. Now, let's talk trailers. Need a trailer to carry your golf cart to the golf course? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your side-by-side to the Duckwoods? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your cattle to the sale barn? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your bulldozer? We got that, too. Trailers from Delta, Stagecoach, BCI, and Good Guys. H.J. Trailer Sales, 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Find us on Facebook or online at hjtrailersales.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Arkansas Army National Guard. Aired by the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and this station. Morning Ma'am is heading to Russellville to learn how to officiate football. Walt Coleman is only able to help them so much, so now they will be broadcasting live from the West Booker Officials Camp at Russellville High School Football Field. Presented by Russellville Tourism and Visitor Center. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Mr. Dorfman. Hello. 0.2. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Take advantage of no payments for 90 days at Guadney Chevrolet. Don't have to make a payment for the next three months when you get into a new vehicle. 1.9 is available on Blazer Equinox Trailblazer Traverse. And Silverado is equipped with the TurboMax engine when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. Pre-owns, they're good enough for mom. They're not going to put you in a vehicle they wouldn't feel comfortable putting their own mom in. They're going to go through those pre-owns and make sure they 
they uh, the inspection works out and that they're up to par for everything. So make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you'll get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. And if you need a service, they have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. Here's a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, and we'll have uh, what's trending in the world of sports in just a second. But uh, did see Lee on our Asher Record Life fan feedback says, Happy for Joker and the Nuggets, but hate that Kroenke has another championship. Uh, what did he say? What did he do to the city of St. Louis was brutal. Maybe I'm biased because the Cardinals suck this year. I don't know. A's are the hottest team right now, and I can see them having a better record than St. Louis before too long. John, I'd look at taking <laughs> the over five and a half goals tonight on Bet Saracen. Could be the last game of the year. I'd sprinkle some on the co- uh, over before it changes over to six. But the A's are the hottest team right now, and I can see them having a better record than St. Louis for too long. But I am in denial. So there you go. All right, Lee. Well, I'm sorry that you're a Cardinals fan and that it's going so rough for you. But you got a lot of games left, a lot of season left. Teams get hot, teams get cold. It happens that way, too. So. Not sure the A's are going to be able to put it together to that extent, but they have played a lot better here recently than they have to begin the season. That is for sure. But uh, there's a few other things that are going on in the world of sports, so let's talk about what's trending. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? few things. We had it yesterday, actually, break during the show late about Grant Nelson, uh, the North Dakota State transfer that had Arkansas to Alabama and is being reported by Joe Tipton and people of On3 and a lot of different people saying that it was a done deal. He's going to Alabama. Well, then there was a report out of North Dakota that said, not so fast. The family says they have no idea where that's coming from. There has not been a decision made. And then people start saying, well, no, we, 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 we heard about the decision and we were just reporting it. And some people were saying that the family didn't want it to get out at that point in time. So they were saying that they don't know where it's coming from. But the whole thing is just kind of weird right now. I still believe he's going to Alabama. So I don't think there's any reason to believe otherwise. But he hasn't made an official announcement yet. And everybody's kind of still waiting on it. But still just a little bit odd that the timing and the announcement and then the back and forth of the report and whether it's true or not. Players want to make their own announcements. They don't want somebody reporting what their announcement is until they put it out themselves on social media for the most part. Yeah, and everybody was saying, well, how do, who leaked it? It had to be one of the family members. I was like, no, it probably was Alabama. They're probably the ones that well, somebody in the program yeah, leaked somebody it. that covers them. They're, they're able to get access to it. And, uh, you know, you tell them, you give them information, but you let them know at the same time this isn't something that needs to be out. And maybe in this case, that wasn't communicated in that way to say, Okay, we need to sit on this. Mm-hmm. And whoever got the info, they ran with it. I said nothing yet for officially from uh, Grant Nelson. But again, I, I think everybody's understanding that he's going to Alabama. And I don't think that's going to change. Uh, also in some other news, we talked about the College World Series been officially set. You got Oral Roberts, TCU, Virginia, Florida, Stanford, Wake Forest, Tennessee, and LSU all making it into the World Series. And those games will start on Friday where you'll have Oral Roberts versus TCU. So, a uh, good matchup there. And also, Virginia versus Florida will be on Friday. And then Saturday, Stanford will take on Wake Forest, the 8 seed versus the 1 seed. But the one I know that everyone's probably looking forward to, Tennessee and LSU. they got to face each other in the first game. And it should be really interesting, especially with Paul Skeens being the guy there for the Tigers. And uh, Tennessee's playing really hot right now, too. So, it's officially been set. Double elimination, by the way, folks, until you get to the finals, which, of course, becomes a three-game series. Uh, also, in some NFL news, kind of an, well, an interesting thing. So, the Buffalo Bills coach Sean McDermott said today that Stephon Diggs is not at the team's mandatory minicamp. That he's not there, and they're pretty concerned about it. But apparently, 
Stefan Diggs' agent said something different. Adisa Bakari told ESPN Adam Schefter that his client is in Buffalo and has been there since Monday morning. And he says Diggs took his physical, met with McDermott and general manager Brandon Bean the past two days, and will be there for the entirety of the mini camp. <laughs> so uh, two conflicting little things going on here, but still kind of strange where you got coach saying, hey, it's really concerning that he's not here. And his agent's like, no, he's been there. He's there. He's, you know he's there. It's all fine. So. These are the kind of storylines we get at this time of the year that it's really it's unnecessary, but it gives people something to talk about. Yeah, pretty much. And then you have... You know, certain players not showing up to to camp. I guess I saw Chris Jones or what for the Chiefs. I believe was one of the players that ha- did, well, hasn't shown up to OTAs just yet, or you know, things like that are always going to happen every year when it comes to contract negotiations and all those. things. That's there. exactly why we we heard from Saquon Barkley just over the weekend and and uh, here in the last couple of days, and that's exactly why he's not at Giants camp because he's trying to get his contract worked out. Yeah, he's trying to at least. Uh, also the. Fallout still continues on from the PGA and the Live, as uh, John Rahm said some PGA Tour players feel a bit of betrayal from management in wake of the announced alliance with the Tour. He says, quote, it gets to a point to where you want to have faith in management. I want to have faith that this is the best case for us, but that's clearly not the consensus. It's not easy for as a player to wake up and see this bombshell. So PGA Tour, they, they're taking steps. They try to mend the situation by giving those players who stay loyal Whenever they put out the new system, then they're going to be able to have stock in it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a thing that's where, again, it's slowly but surely just going to be kind of a slow bleed out. And then at some point, it'll hopefully get to the point where it's not being talked about or being the forefront of every storyline or having major issues. But, uh, you know, I mean, this, something like this is usually going to have... Uh, a lot of reactions for the foreseeable future going on. And that's just kind of what we're uh, seeing in the wake of of that big decision being made. And it's not surprising considering some of the comments made by a lot of other uh, other golfers there, too. Even uh, I saw that Commissioner Jay Monahan says the Congress was uh, Congress left PGA Tour on our own, as he says. Uh, like uh, he went through the whole deal of while we are grateful for the written declarations of support we received from certain congressional members, we were largely left on our own to fend off the attacks uh, due to the United States' complex geopolitical alliance with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. This left the very real prospect of another decade of expensive and distracting litigation of the PGA Tour's long-term existence under the threat. So It's going to be interesting when some more of the details, when they get it all worked out and the new company comes about and how it's formed and and what they do some of the differences there if greg norman is even going to be a part of it early reports have said that he's not going to be a part of it Mm. see that could be a a whole nother wrinkle in this whole storyline as well but we'll have other storylines too we're up against it though and that's what's trending in the world sports presented by west rock coffee when we take the top of the hour update we'll come back trent daniel will be joining us here in the hogs beat market studio and we'll keep it moving on a trigger tuesday here on out of bounds so stay with us For this Father's Day, Coffin by Design West has a ton of great gift ideas to make it a day to remember for that special father or father figure in your life. From the big green egg grills and accessories to steel products, toolkits, power tools, and pellets.